Southeast Radio's morning mix. Chat, news, and your views. Alan Corcoran. Good morning, Alan. Well, uh, first of all, I think I think what I'd encourage people to do is to read the Electoral Commission's report and, and even to your earlier texter, why is this happening? So, uh, after the census, we had the census last year and the population of Ireland is growing considerably and we know that the population of Wexford was one of the fastest growing counties and there is a constitutional requirement as to uh, how many TDs that we have for the population. So the constitution provides that there shall be one TD for between every 20 and 30,000 people. And the difficulty for Wexford was, as, as we know, the population has grown considerably. Uh, we were too big uh, to remain just as a five-seater, um, but we didn't quite have enough seats uh, to be two three-seaters, uh, and, and enough population to be two three-seaters. So what the Electoral Commission uh, did was it looked at Wicklow and Wexford combined. Wicklow was a five-seater, Wexford a five-seater, and determined that between Wicklow and Wexford, there was enough population now to justify 11 seats. Mm. So they said, well, what they could either do is do you know, a five-seat Wicklow and Wexford two three-seaters or a three, two three-seaters in Wicklow and a Wexford five-seater. But that would have meant that you would have seen scalps of the population of either Wexford moving into Wicklow yeah. or of Wicklow moving into Wexford. Uh, so what they've decided to do, uh, and, and I think in many ways it makes more sense to try to keep, uh, to a certain extent, communities uh, together, that you don't have a bit of Wexford in Wicklow or a bit of Wicklow in Wexford. Um, they're... they're creating a new constituency of Wicklow-Wexford and that will comprise about 49,743 people mm. from North Wexford uh, and 35,708 people from South Wicklow um, going into that constituency. And as uh, as Sean mentioned, the, the kind of the lines so that, that people are familiar, essentially if you draw a line that would run from Kilmockridge to Ferns over to Bunclody, right. all of that area above that is in this new constituency, whereas everything south of that is in the is in the Wexford constituency. Right, so the other parties here in County Wexford then will now be frantically looking for people to put up as I said, you you haven't been nominated yet. You're hopeful that you'll get the Fianna Fáil nomination, but they'll all they'll all be now frantically looking for who have we got that we can pitch into North Wexford. And this is the question I put it to Sean as well because it's Wexford Wicklow and there are three seats. Who determines who goes forward? Then I mean, will Fianna Fáil put forward a Wexford constitu- a Wexford candidate or a Wicklow candidate, or will they put forward two candidates? How, how is it likely to work? How, how do you, how do you get the mix between Wexford and Wicklow for the people uh, being put forward that 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 those they can be voted on? Well, I I think Alan, I suppose if. if this report is only two hours I know. Uh, out. It's, it's but the speculation fresh. is already rife. Yeah, yeah, it 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 will be, and I mean these will be the boundaries at the next general election. Uh, we will have local and European elections next June first, uh, and that will in many ways shape, uh, you know, who the candidates are going to be. So I I certainly know. I mean, in my case. Part of the reason why I was selected to contest the by-election in 2019 and then the general election was because of local election performance. And I think not just in, in Wexford, but right around the country, all of the political parties will be looking at what candidates, how candidates perform in next June's 
uh, local elections. Um, as I said, I'm not going to preempt yeah. uh, any any decision of because the it's literally hot off the press. It's, it's literally off, hot off the press. Um, it, it has been a case since the last general election that uh, since both Michael Darcy and I lost our seats, that that North Wexford hasn't had. Uh, a what TD impact has that had on North Wexford? The fact that you haven't got a sitting TD there. I think not having a TD in your area, the same way as not having a councillor in your area, you you know, the, and and I'm not going to knock because the other TDs, uh, you know, work hard to try to represent the entire county, but not having somebody uh, from the area makes it much more difficult to understand some of the intricacies of, of very local issues that are there. So, uh, you know, one of the, uh, since since going into the Shannon, one of the big issues, for instance, that we had in North Wexford was about yeah. uh, the need for an extra second level school. That was my top priority go- going in there. And I delivered that. Uh, and you're much more likely, I suppose, to fight for your home community and areas that you know yeah. um, particularly well. Right. Um, that, that said, I had I, I know Tony Dempsey. I spoke about him at length, uh, and maybe I'll get him back on again because he's not, no longer a, a sitting deputy or, or councillor for that matter. But we talked at length about this, and I think one of the thoughts that Tony had was we we need kind of maybe less TDs, uh, and uh, and I want to go back to him on this because I've got a text in from Mike who says we don't need another four new TDs. It's going to favour the big parties. If anything, we need less TDs. Yeah, well, the... The, the, the way to change that, and it is yeah. being considered, is we will need to change the constitution. Um, the the reason as to why there are more TDs is because the population grows. And for as long as our population continues to grow, yeah. uh, then we are in a situation where we will have more TDs. We, we actually cut the number of TDs recently. We, we do have a problem, I think, uh, that, uh, and I think your listener is right, um, our problem, and I would argue, I think we do need to limit and fix the number of TDs we have, but we do have far fewer councillors here than in similar sized uh, European countries. So we do need to get the balance right between empowering local governments uh, and ensuring that national legislators can concentrate more um, on national issues. We have a very weak system of local government here in Ireland, uh, and I think it, it has to be part of that overall debate. I would certainly favour looking at ways of limiting the number of TDs we have have, uh, but that may mean that we would increase the number of councillors we have to much more in line with uh, with European norms. Um, that said, I mean, the, yeah. the the reason why the constituencies, and I would in, encourage people to read the Electoral Commission's report, they outlined the reasons as to why they had to do it. Okay. They've increased the overall number of TDs in the country to 174. They actually could have increased it uh, to as many as 181. So they, oh, yeah. they actually went for the, one of the lower options. Slip on the headset there. I'm joined by Labour Party Deputy Brendan Howland, who is in Dáil Éireann as we speak. Good morning to you, Brendan. Good morning, Alan, and good morning to your listeners. Uh, Malcolm is in studio here with me as well. Can I get your immediate reaction to this? Because already it's been looked at the Battle of Enniscorthy when it comes to the, the forthcoming election. Three into two won't go. So, I mean, would that be your reading of it, or what do you think of what you, we're hearing well, literally first, hot off the presses? Yeah, my, my first reaction is actually one of sadness that the constituency that I have represented for such a long time, the entire county of Wexford, a very unified, very proud county, is now going to be divided, uh, and very significantly divided. Uh, There was a requirement to make alterations, but this was wholesale surgery. Um, Malcolm says that uh, we're going to take scalp out of either Wexford or Wicklow, but they've taken an enormous scalp, nearly 50,000 people, 
that have always, um, for as long as I'm in politics, voted in the Wexford constituency are now being moved into this Wexford uh, Wicklow constituency. Uh, I think that's unfortunate. I would have argued, and I did argue in my submission, that the, the Commission should have been allowed to have a six-seater constituency um, in Wexford. Um, if it needed an extra um, additional few extra votes, well and good. Uh, and I have concerns about the overall, just reading the whole report as best I can in the last couple of hours, um, I think they took a very minimalist um, approach in terms of the number of TDs, uh, and I think there will be constitutional challenges as a result. Because a number of constituencies, including Wicklow, the new Wicklow um, uh, four-seater, already already breaches the 30,000 population oh. threshold that um, is a constitutional requirement. And whatever about slipping into a situation where um, uh, you know a, con- uh, a constituency uh, is out of line with the constitution, to go by design, and there's a number of constituencies right across the country, I've looked at Kerry, Clare, Donegal, Wicklow, Leash, uh, who are already above the 30,000 threshold, which will certainly, I think, invite challenges uh, to the report. And I think they could have been more ambitious and simply add an additional few yeah. seats to make sure that that was uh, um, constitutionally proofed, uh, so to speak. Yeah, but we, in terms we, of what's going to happen... Sorry, sorry. Brendan. Yeah, go ahead there. Yeah. In terms of what's going to happen in Wexford, uh, obviously it's a fundamental shift. Um, I'm sure Malcolm is pleased because his own submission was um, for this type of divide, uh, a Wicklow-Wexford constituency and then, a, a, if you like, a South Wexford constituency and a North Wicklow constituency. That's what mm-hmm. Malcolm wanted, uh, which has resulted in, if you like, the five sitting TDs being in one constituency and Malcolm in another, which um, I suppose suits him, suits him well. But just for the integrity of Wexford, um, for the solid voice uh, of a team of Wexford t- yeah. uh, TDs, um, because whoever is elected in this new Wicklow-Wexford constituency will obviously have to represent not only North Wexford, but South Wicklow. Uh, so it changes the focus and the, di- the dynamic. Right, this is literally coming hot off the presses to us, and of course, uh, I'm, I'm conscious of the impact it's having on Enniscorthy. Uh, somebody has just said to me, Enniscorthy has been sliced and diced by two boundary commissions. Um, and then we have uh, another comment, I think, which rose in what you just said to me a few moments ago. It says, The report admits that the population of the new four seat Wexford constituency still exceeds the 30,000 limit per TD and breaches the Commission's own brief to comply with the constitutional requirement. The creation of the new constituency of Wexford Wicklow can only be temporary as a further redraw is needed in five years' time. Before I bring back Malcolm Byrne into the conversation, Brendan, would you agree with that, Texter? Well, uh, Wexford itself, the new four-seat Wexford constituency would be slightly under, by about 1,500 votes under the 30,000 threshold, but it will be within a matter, I'd say, of months, uh, not to say years, yeah. uh, exceeding it. But the Wicklow part of it, the four-seat Wicklow one, will already be over in the Commission's own admission, the 30,000 constitutional imperative. Um, And it's certainly not future-proofing this, so there will have to be, um, you know, whatever is determined now will by its nature be temporary, and that's not a good thing either. I I think we need to have long-term planning uh, in what is needed. And ultimately, I I wouldn't resist a constitutional change where the representation uh, in terms of the 30,000 threshold is actually um, increased 
Right, I, I just want you to say, to say to our listeners in relation to the Enniscorthy situation because this is literally hot off the presses and mm. uh, uh, Malcolm Byrne had arranged to join me in studio regarding this. We were discussing this on the telephone with you, Brendan. Um, to focus in on Enniscorthy, we will revisit this because I'd say, Malcolm, there's going to be a lot more information unfolding on this. Like even Sean Defoe, when he was giving it to me, he was giving it to me right hot off the presses. So we will be able to digest it today and revisit the whole Enniscorthy situation, which is definitely going to be the hotbed of all of this, we, isn't it? Yeah, well, like uh, Brendan, Brendan and myself and Sean, like everybody else, we didn't until 8 o'clock this morning. Yeah. We had no idea what was in this. Uh, I, 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 by the way, Brendan's suggestion uh, for six East constituencies, I'm, I'm not opposed to that idea because it was something I even flagged in the Shannons when this was being discussed. But the, the problem was was that the remit of the, com- the commission was very clear. It was three, four or five seat constituencies. That's all it could create. Yeah. Uh, we haven't had, we have had historically uh, for Dáil elections six, seven and even eight seat constituencies but not since the 1940s. So again it would require a change right. um, uh, to, uh, to, to, to what has happened. There are, if people read the, uh, the Electoral Commission's report, it sets out the reasons as to why they made their decisions and I mean I'm, I'm not disagreeing with Brendan, I think that uh, I was surprised they went for, they had to increase it for between 171 and 181 seats. Yeah. They went for the lower range which certainly surprised uh, me and I think a lot of us a lot of us thought that you know it would have gone something into the higher 170s um, but it is I mean it is the most radical change in, in, in 40 years yeah, uh, okay. of, of, of the boundaries Right as I said it's literally come to us I keep repeating myself on this but uh, we are going to focus in more on it particularly tomorrow we'll, we'll definitely revisit the situation in Escorthy or visit the situation in Escorthy but I have a comment in from Brendan Cahill Flynn from the Wexford Green Party who says this border redraw is a poorly veiled move by the large parties to try and break free of the recent trend and necessary coalitions. The idea that we would rather maintain a 100-year-old document written for a country of less than 2 million people by imagining new sub-counties that have never existed and will only exist once every five years on one singular map make a very simple constitutional change as pure electoral nonsense. However, the main three parties will never change. It is as the massive loss of five-seaters and gaining three-seaters continues to place them at an advantage and will drastically reduce the proportionality and representation Representativeness of the county. That's quite a detailed statement, uh, statement mm. Brendan. Uh, so, from one Brendan yeah. to another, can I get your reaction to it? Well, I wouldn't. I wouldn't largely disagree with that. Um, the, 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 the fewer the number of seats, the less representative the constituency is. Um, if you have a five-seater, uh, it's much more representative, and smaller parties have a better chance. If you have a six-seater, even better again, and a seven-seater, as Malcolm has rightly said is not constitutionally prohibited. It's a matter of law, and we can change the law very readily. Uh, but it suits the, the, the bigger parties um, to have smaller constituencies uh, because it freezes out um, the smaller parties. And I, I think that's not good uh, for democracy in the longer run, as we've, we've shown. The notion that we have a representative doll uh, that people have confidence in is a really important bulwark of our democracy. Right. Um, obviously, we will have to make the best of, of what is uh, now a doctrine I think you're right, Um, obviously, for the TDs that represent, uh, we all represent the entire county, but those who draw their votes largely uh, from uh, the greater Enniscorthy area, to put it that way, uh, which has now been sundered, part of it in the south in the new Wexford constituency and part of it in this new Wexford-Wicklow constituency, uh, I think they'll be scratching their heads uh, about, you know, where a contiguous... uh, 
parts of the, of the county that regard themselves as Wexford are going to be now in two separate constituencies. Alright, I have to wrap it up for the moment. As I said, we'll revisit it again as more information comes. We'll definitely uh, get back into this tomorrow and look at, in particular at the Enniscorthy area. Malcolm, just in response, you nodded your head as Brendan was speaking there. What, you disagree with him? Well, well no, the, the, your, your texts are making the point about five-seater constituencies. Nationally, in fact, as a result of the Electoral Commission's report, there has been an increase uh, in five-seat constituencies from 13 around the country to 15. Um, the difference with Wicklow and Wexford was, and, and, and if if people read the report, uh, the Commission effectively treated Wicklow and Wexford as 11 seats. Yeah. Uh, so that's why the two five-seaters don't, uh, don't continue. And, and look, and I, I, I totally understand and I appreciate because often when these boundary commissions come up, there are sort of almost Frankenstein constituencies are drawn up at time to time in the local electoral area, for yeah. instance. A lot of people, the new Kilmuckridge local electoral area, although it's working quite well and there are good councillors uh, that are there, you know, for somebody like uh, Willie Kavanagh based in Oilgate, forming part of the Gorey Kilmuckridge Municipal District, it wasn't a, nat- a national fall. So I was certainly quite surprised if, if you like, my submission had made the point about that we try to keep local okay. electoral areas together. What's been done here is certainly there is a split right. within the Enniscorthy LEA uh, combining right. So you're, I want to get Bre- Brendan just to give me his final comment on his, his overall summary of what has happened today. What is your final comment for the moment, please? I would encourage people to read the Electoral Commission report uh, to look at the rationale behind what's happening. I think there will be a lot of, you know, for all of us who are in politics and individuals, a lot of us are going to be examining this um, in detail. Uh, I certainly consider myself, uh, like Brendan, a Wexford politician. I've worked closely with Brendan and with the other politicians on issues that are important to our county. And I think regardless of what way the the boundary draw is, uh, when it comes to Wexford issues, we'll continue to pull on the Wexford jersey. And Brendan, I'll leave the final word to you for the moment on this issue. What is your overview of what has happened this morning, please? Well, as I said, I'm saddened that Wexford is pulled asunder uh, on this proposal. And no matter what Malcolm says, if you're elected as a South Wicklow, North Wexford um, politician, if that's your constituency, you have to represent both North Wexford and South Wicklow. So I think it dilutes uh, the effectiveness of the Wexford team, and I don't think that's ultimately uh, in the best interests of the constituency. But we have to, this is an independent um, uh, evaluation. It could have been sliced and diced in a different way. I think we could have kept five seats in Wexford and taken a little bit out and put into Wicklow uh, or into Kilkenny, as happened previously, but keep most of Wexford intact. That but wasn't Brendan, that would be putting in Bunk, that would, that would mean, and, and I would be opposed to that, putting somewhere like Bunclody uh, back into Carlow, which was done historically, which I think would be completely unfair on people in Bunclody, or as parts to, of... As opposed to a third of the county being moved into a different constituency. Is what, what, what I think, as, I as think now, what you have is you so have, it's, it's the it's bigger... It's not a scalp, as you put it, it's a, it's a savage surgery. But, but what you have is you have a position whereby in North Wexford there's a capacity there to actually elect uh, a TD because of because of the numbers of whatever party and uh, 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 to be elected. And I mean, what you could have as as a result of this is right. you would actually have potentially six or even seven TDs out of County Wexford okay. rather than the current five. I have to wrap it up, Brendan. Just a quick comment in response to what Malcolm has said there, please. No, I mean the bottom line is um, if there's a new constituency that is Wicklow Wexford, the TDs will have to represent Wicklow Wexford, not Wexford. Uh, and I prefer, you know, our TDs to wear the purple and gold exclusively, not have it tinged with any other colours. Southeast Radio's morning mix: chat, news, and your views.